Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Bear Guys and Tua T Fitness. Shance and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. This is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Hard to Kill edition. Seagal number two for Lady Chu. I'm Chance of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the woman who said she'd never do Steven Seagal movies, but did Steven Seagal movies, Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness. Hi, Chu. Hey. We're only doing two of these, right? Two Seagal movies? For now. <laughs> You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, these movies aren't I think good. They're, I think they're worthy of more viewings. I think I think they're worthy of being in the How Dare You podcast. Oh, yeah. But that's about it. That's he the only, only has one legitimately good movie. Is that the submarine movie that I haven't seen? Yeah. Under Siege? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Siege or Siege? I think it's Siege. Siege. With like, you are, are we pronouncing like a, a D that isn't there? Siege? Like a DG there's sound? No, there's no D in Siege. I know, but it sounds like we're pronouncing a quiet, an invisible D. Siege? Or Siege? I don't think anybody says Siege. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I think about. Sounds like you're trying to say siege in the middle of climaxing. Calm down. <laughs> I was watching Understand. Okay. First of all, nobody should be talking about any Seagal movie while they're having sex. That is hard now. In the middle of humping and pumping, you're just talking. About, you guys have a retrospective about Steven Seagal and his movies. Speaking of which, did you know that Steven Seagal and Kelly LeBrock were married? I literally just found that out about seven minutes before we started recording. I was looking at IMDb <laughs> and I thought, what the fuck? What? Somebody decided to spend their life with him. Oh, well, part of their life. Are they still married? Yeah. Fuck no. Okay. Like, come on. All right, let's get to it, you. Hard to Kill is a 1990 movie directed by Bruce Malmuth. That's a name, Malmuth. Sounds like you're... Just sounds like noise. Yeah. Sounds like I had a stroke in the middle of saying mammoth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's directed two movies that I know that you don't know. <laughs> Let's be honest. Surprise. You don't know the man who wasn't there. Do you know Steve Gutenberg? Oh, but I like his name. <laughs> Gutenberg. To know Steve Gutenberg is to like Steve Gutenberg. I'll refer you to the Police Academy movies, to the Cocoon movies, 
to short circuit. Three men and a baby? Oh, for four. God. Jesus. Fuck. Oh, wait. The baby one? The baby one is with Tom Selleck and Ted Danson as well. I know that one. And there was there was a sequel. Yeah, I know that one. Called Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah. All right. He also directed Nighthawks, which is with Sylvester Stallone, Billy D. Williams, and Rutger Hauer. Another movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Would you be surprised to find out, Chu, that this movie has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes? I think that's generous. You do? Yes. 38%? That's kind of a lot. It isn't a lot, but it's also kind of a lot. Okay, I'll agree with you. I'll settle for 18. <laughs> I think that's fair. 18 is fair. If you just knocked off a solid 20%, yeah. that's where you think it should be? This movie's shit. Did you like Out for Justice more? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't... Um... Okay, I've got a gun to my I head. Steven Seagal is holding a gun yeah. to my head. He's like, which one do you, you got to watch one for the rest which of your life? Which is something he watch? would do. Which is something he would absolutely do. Totally, about his own movies? Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I did not like them both equally. Wow. See, going into this, I thought I remembered that I liked Hard to Kill more. But I'm wrong. <laughs> On a second viewing, Out for Justice, so much more delightfully bad. Well, as far as like grievances and positive points, yes, Hard to Kill did. It had a worse score for me. I mean, there is a dog. But meaning, in Out for Justice. meaning more grievances. Yeah, by a lot. Okay, by a lot. Um. I can't answer that. I can't answer. I don't know. I think I think basically this movie's uh, a deliciously good, bad kind, like a, a bad good movie. Really, just for one line in the movie. But we'll get to that. Let me also tell you that this movie had a budget of ten million dollars. Almost made its money back on opening weekend, nine point two million in the USA and the world, forty-seven point four million dollars. Chew. What? Seagal popular. Look, if I if Steven Seagal can make money off of these shit movies, I feel confident that I can act better than a lot of these other people in these movies. So what am I doing? I, can I do would this. pay a great deal of money to see a shot for shot remake of this movie with you in the Kelly LeBrock role. <laughs> oh, give me give me Steven Seagal's role. I can do that. Of course you can. I can do that. Be a monster, not a problem. <laughs> All right. Oh, I should just make you do the plot right now. Do you need a moment? Let's talk grievances. Okay. All right. How long is your list of grievances? 38. <laughs> okay. 
I was hoping for an even 40, but that didn't happen. You just couldn't get there? I mean, I could have. I just... I was writing a lot. I wrote, I wrote almost two full pages. I got tired. Yeah, I had to go to a second page on this movie. Oh, yeah. All right, I have 32 grievances. Nice. <laughs> now I'm very curious. <laughs> Was that a hiccup? <laughs> no, it's a burp. <laughs> I cannot stop. <laughs> I can't stop burping. I don't know how many you're going to have to edit out. But I cannot Fantastic. stop burping. Yeah. That's why you're called Lady. Because <laughs> it's ironic. Oh. <laughs> uh, I re- now, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you astonished by the number of positive points I had for Out for Justice? You had too many. I don't remember the number, but I know you had too many. Well, I can tell you for a fact that I had 25. Oh, along with 43 grievances. Now, here I have 32 grievances... How long do you think my list of positive points are? Oh, shit. Certainly not 25 because you said, you're like, I thought I was going to like Hard to Kill. I thought I did like Hard to Kill more. And you're like, no, I changed my mind. I'm going to go with seven. You have seven positive <laughs> points. And if you say 17, I swear to God. No, Chu, you're, 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 you're wrong. Wait, what is it? I do have 21 positive points. Oh my god. <laughs> you might I might have to fire you. No. What is happening? 21? There's there's so much good bad shit in this movie. <laughs> oh wow. I will not be I will not be denied how much good bad shit there is in this movie. I, I, I have no words. I have two. You, Here's a random one I have. Elevator shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like seeing a man freshly out of a coma trying to escape on on an elevator on his gurney. With a mop. As his only weapon. with a mop. And they're trying to make this exciting. (laughs) Fuck. That's fucking hysterical. You had two? Two. Oh, chew. And since there's just two, I'll just share right now. Two. Go. um, Them, you know, the the time card. Seven years. Seven years later. 1999. Or 1990. And then they show him he's got a full head of hair and a beard. And I just, I could not stop laughing. I just fucking died <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that was a grievance and a positive point. Yes. But also, because it's not a beard. It's a ginormous goatee. Yes. That's actually a great point. So somebody was shaving him. Right. And thought, he looks good like this. And it's Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. When he's trying to eat the rice... Oh, God. And it just falls into his beard, and he looks at her, and he's like, Did you give me this beard? And then they just start laughing. Oh. Fuck. All positive points. That beard was. Majestic. Banana sandwich. You could say it. That was crazy. (laughs) 
um, and then the other positive point, which I appreciate them being serious about what the body goes through when you're in a coma for seven years. <laughs> okay. Um, it makes sense that he would have lost muscle mass in a coma. So he has to take all this time to, you know, be active and fit again and build up his physique. And I appreciated that. And not just like, oh, I've been muscular this whole time for seven years and all I've been doing is fucking sleeping. Eat my dick. I don't think so. So I appreciate <laughs> oh, that, that we didn't wow. take that route. You got strong feelings. <laughs> so two. Well, I like that about that too, but I also just think it's funny that he builds his muscle mass back up in what appears to be a few days. Uh, yes, it does seem to be a Maybe few a days. week. And on Google, I briefly read, I don't usually do this, but I briefly read um, the plot. And I think it's fucking funny because they say that he has to slowly get back, right. at, get get his life back together. And I thought, Jesus Christ, well, how fucking do- long is yeah. this movie? So they're doing it by music montage to show the passage of time. But... It doesn't seem like it's been a lot of time. I don't know. No. Well, let's just say for the sake, well, give the movie the benefit of the doubt and say he was there at that house for a month. Is that even enough time? No. Four weeks. That's no, a month is not is not enough time. He's been lying down for 7 years. I know. <laughs> It would take longer than a month to probably heal his bed sores. And he is just naturally, his natural physique is so... Weird. Portly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. In fact, he's how I describe myself. I think he's a secret fat person. Now he's just a fat person. But even back then... I, I consider myself a secret fat person. <laughs> I don't think I look fat when you look at me. Here's how I equate it, Jew. If I'm making out with a lady and our shirts come off, I imagine that in her head she'll say, oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> There's more there than I thought would be there. It's because you're tall. And you do have lean aspects about you. Like, you can tell that you were right. once athletic. Once athletic? <laughs> like, 60 years ago. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> once athletic. What a dick. <laughs> I just said that because I... Oh, that was great. I just said that because it was funny. You just like to put the knife in. Yep. Well... Let's move on because I remember you just a minute ago saying you don't do this often and you were looking up the plot. Were you trying to prepare for Chu describes the plot? No, it just came up because I was trying to figure out how to, like, which platform to watch the movie on. I see. And unfortunately, I had to pay for it. You're welcome, Stephen. Four dollars. Yeah. Did I buy it? Well, no, for I the benefit it. of our audience, will you please describe the plot? Let's do it. Why is this fucker hard to kill, Chew? Because <laughs> he's Steven Seagal. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's Mason Storm. Already, we're off to great. a great fucking start. This fucking name. great fucking name. Oy. So good. So Mason Storm is, I'm assuming, some a detective. Shocker, he's usually Stephen. Usually is, and <laughs> um, so he's running a surveillance, secret surveillance, on a an assemblyman who's to become a senator later on. Uh, the bad guys <laughs> find out who's been. Uh, getting footage on them and then they break into his house while he's trying to fuck his wife and his kids in bed and then they kill everybody seemingly they just kill the wife uh, and then they shoot the shit out of Steven Mason Storm um, and then dun 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 seven years later miraculously wakes up from a coma and they've hidden his identity because they know that they didn't get all the bad guys they're still out there and if they know that Mason Storm is alive, then they'll fucking kill him. So he's been John Doe for seven years. And sexy coma nurse um, is doing some <laughs> weird shit to him, which we'll get in later while he's in a coma. Right. Um, he wakes up. Law enforcement finds the bad guys slash law enforcement finds out he's up. And a uh, nurse gets involved <laughs> And they start to run from the bad guys. And you guessed it. Bad stuff happens. Fuck yeah, it does. Nothing but. Nothing but. That was excellent. That was okay. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I was thinking about this, though, in terms of how dare you awards... I don't know what this movie would get nominated for. Oh. Because this is Steven Seagal's second movie. So Ever? possibly, yeah. Oh. Like, he did Above the Law, then this, Marked for Death, Out for Justice, and then so on. Hmm. But, so I don't know. Can we go formulaic? Absolutely. How many movies have you seen where it's a... action formulaic, for sure. This is formulaic. It's... The spouse dies, and then the other one gets vengeance after a time. Right. Okay. So I'll go along with that, but I'm not sure what else. Unless you're, it's, unless it's like a weak year, and you really want to go dark, uh, maybe title that best fits a porno movie. Hard to kill. <laughs> Or maybe you just think about it different, like hard to kill that boner. That boner's ready. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's going to stay erect for forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a remake, a reboot. You know, I saw this movie at the time. I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not many people were because they ended up making $47 million. Yeah, right. This movie does not take itself too seriously. It's not really a sequel, so it's not unnecessary. I don't think it's worst title. Hard to kill. Those three-letter titles are not three-letter. Those three-word titles, Chew, they work. They really do. That's like straight and to the point. Above the law. Hard to kill. Out for March justice. for death. Out for justice. Fuck. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as always, there are no Oscar winners in these movies. 
no. There was some good so, actors, or people who became good actors. In this oh movie. yeah, Hank from At least Breaking one. Bad. Hey, hey, Hank. Oh yeah, two. Dean Norris, yeah. We got Dean Norris and we got William Sadler, who looks like Steve Kerr. Fight me. That <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kerr and William Sadler are the same person. Are twins. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break, and then, as usual, we'll get back to what actually happens in this fucking movie in the second segment. <laughs> Deal? Deal. All right. We'll be right back, everyone. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 1990 film Hard to Kill. All right, Chu, as you brilliantly summed up in your summary, this movie starts with Steven Seagal with one of those ginormous 1990 video cameras. He's got his white button-up shirt and his fucking vest on. You know, his best undercover his best undercover clothes. <laughs> and he is taping William Sadler, then assemblyman, about to become senator, talking about killing people so that he can get the senator job, right? He causes the death of the senator. Yeah. But makes it look like a plane accident. Right. Yes. Now, my biggest takeaway from this whole scene, Seagal, worst cop ever. He's horrible. He is fucking banging metal with his video camera, drawing attention to himself. And when the gangsters look over, he is like halfway out around the corner, just in full view of them. And then he kind of steps behind whatever he's hiding behind again. And then he runs away. And he's talking loudly. How can they not hear him? This also is a problem because what about this scene made anybody think that we needed some narration from Steven Seagal? I can tell that William Sadler's in the dark. I can tell because you haven't shown us his face 
that we can't see him. So I don't need Steven Seagal to say, I recognize you and I recognize you. Who's our third guest? Who's you, buddy? Like, it's insulting all of that fucking dialogue is amazingly stupid. I, I Exactly. I, I can't emphasize that enough. The dialogue is so fucking dumb. Oh. Mega stupid. But he does get away. He gets away and goes to a liquor store. And he's just making conversation with the liquor owner until, of course, a gang of hoodlums. thieves come in. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of hoodlums come in. But murderous hoodlums. They kill the guy. <laughs> yeah, they were messing right around. Right in front of him. He has no reaction to it. He just let that guy die. He let that guy die. <laughs> he's a dick. It's only after he sees that man's death that he does his push fighting. He's, again, a horrible cop. Which we discussed in Out for Justice at length. Yeah. And you know I don't what? know much about Aikido, but it seems to be push people around. Oh, I mentioned it. The pushing. I was like, push, oh, the pushing push has flip. started. Push and flip. <laughs> push and flip. <laughs> Signature move. Push and flip. Maybe that's his shirt. Aikido. Push and flip. <laughs> With just a picture of Seagal in the middle. And people who know actually know how to do that they'd be like oh yeah i see the joke or you could say aikido can't be choked out and they just have a picture of seagal shitting his pants in the middle ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, bless him um big grievance at the uh, liquor store go he he did pick up a chilled bottle of champagne, but with all the fighting and by the time he got he got home, it's not cold anymore. Maybe he went back to the fridge for a new one after the fighting and death. Do not ever fucking bring me home lukewarm champagne. Get the fuck out of my face. I like champagne a lot. Okay, it's my go-to. I'll drink it Has any Little time Chew of day. Has made this Doesn't mistake? Matter. No, he knows better. But there's no way I'm going to open up. I'm going to want the champagne so bad. We're going to be like, it's lukewarm. It's fine. I'll kill you. Wow. Stupid. And then he got liquor store stuffed animals. Have you lost your goddamn yeah, mind? Liquor store, liquor store champagne for his wife and liquor store gift for his son. That's strange. I disapprove. Not necessary. Your kid didn't need it. But anything. there are things coming up in this movie that I disapprove of more. Absolutely. Let's continue. Okay. He gets home. One, his wife's like, what you doing? He comes up the stairs with the champagne. First of all, major positive point. Did you notice at the top of the stairs a drawing of the family? Stop. No, I was distracted by the red ambiance light. Well, that's my grievance. So so my positive point is there's a clearly a sketch drawn. And just to see Steven Seagal drawn in sketch form is fucking hilarious. But then as he's going up the stairs, he turns off the lights, which for some reason bathes the entire stairwell in a red glow. Who has red lights? Just fucking. Who decided that was a good idea? That's, I don't understand. That's fucking bizarre. Please don't do that. 
This is all followed. By the way, before we get there, did you notice how much Oscar talk there was at the beginning of this movie from Seagal? It was like he had a fetish. Big grievance. Why are we, like, who cares about the Oscars? They don't relate and back it would to have been, anything. It would have been for the 1983 show, which would have been for 1982 movies. And at one point, you hear Ben Kingsley winning the Academy Award for Gandhi. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I think Steven sense. Seagal had a big-ass boner for the Oscars. Was he trying to, which like... Which he will never receive. <laughs> Was he trying to, like, put that into existence? I don't know. It's like he was trying to manifest it. Yeah. But when he gets home, then he's making out with his wife, and she says, there's blood on your shirt. And his response is, it's not my blood, so don't worry about it. Oh, in that <laughs> to case. To which she says, I'm not afraid of you. And he's, he responds by saying, maybe you should be. This is what counts as foreplay for this couple. This is flirting for them. He does say yeah. it in a flirtatious manner, so he gets a small pass on that, but... Why are we saying that? Maybe you should be. It's oh, all weird. Great. Because that makes me want to fuck you even more. Awesome. <laughs> oh, and other grievance. I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, and I would never know which movie we were discussing at the time, but it's the sloppy 75% effort kissing. I don't like it. It's the... What, when they're making out? Yeah, they're making out. I'm like, you better fucking kiss with conviction. Okay, none of this, like, lightly touching of the lips. It makes me want to punch you in the throat. Kiss me. <laughs> kiss me. Not like... But no. With, with no tenderness. Is that what I'm to understand? <laughs> I just don't... Okay, I guess I don't want tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that's not who I am. Lady Chu, attack me with that kiss. I just don't need the 75% effort. Now I got to go back and watch that scene again, goddammit. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I don't know it. what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't like it. Mm, I'm going to, that's almost an album title, I think. 75% kiss. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I found funny? Okay, so here's what happens in the movie. What happens is, for somehow, oh, I guess it's because he calls his boss, right? So he calls his boss. This was actually hysterical now that I think about it. He calls his boss to tell him he's got someone on candid camera tonight, the bad guys. Yeah. And then the bad guys find out because some of the bad guys are also cops just by picking up the receiver and listening to the conversation. How? These are fucking high-tech criminals, Jew. I almost thought that they were in the same room with their police captain, too. Were they or were they not? I th It seemed like they were, but I don't I don't think so. Like, he picked up the phone and they're like, let's just listen. Oh, okay. That would make, that, that would make it even worse if they but, were, because it would be like, how do you not know who the bad guys are? Right. You know? But one thing's for sure, both police captain and Steven Seagal, they get it. As does the wife. I mean, the wife. Oh, yeah. She's she's all shot to shit. Yeah. But you know what's hilarious about that whole shooting scene? The screaming? Two things. One. <laughs> <laughs> the unnecessary screaming. Chew, somebody's about to shoot you with a shotgun. You might scream. 
I mean, a normal person. You'll probably just look at them dead-eyed and be like, bring it, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm ready. You know, quick, very quick sidebar. I think about death a lot. Not not in a weird <laughs> sense. I, I'm just I'm anticipating alarmed. the worst happening, and I'm like, okay, how I'm gonna are you going to react? I'm going to push nine and one, and I'll just be ready to push one again, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. And I just think about, like, how am I going to act in my last moments? I don't want to be acting a fucking fool because it's my last moments. What if that's all I'm remembered for, for that last? Am I going to panic? No, because we all know I don't like a panicker. So I might just accept it. I might not just, I might just, if I understand that this is what this situation is, I just You're just going to Obi-Wan Kenobi it. What's that? You're just going to Obi-Wan Kenobi it. Ooh, yeah. You just close your eyes. Bring the sword up. Yep. Yep. Choose done. Good day to you. So you're not wrong and you're, you're not wrong. All right. Yeah. Well, the thing that I found the most hilarious, though, was at the end of all this, I mean, Seagal dodges one shotgun blast, kills one guy, then gets shot, dodges another blast, I think, then the wife gets the gunpoint, and then he breaks somebody's arm, then somebody else comes in and he gets shot again. Then they blow away his wife. But then you see him, like somehow Steven Seagal got back to the bed and laid on top of his wife. Did you notice that? Yeah. He Not only that, later in the movie, there's a photograph of that as the front page of a newspaper. As though the cops just said to the press, come on in and photograph this fucking <laughs> horrendous scene of, of nightmare. Go ahead. I didn't catch that, but that's great that you Put it that on up. the front page, would you? Stupid. Amazing. And, of course, two grown men cannot manage to kill a, like, four-year-old boy. That kid's stupid. Why are you up and why are you up and about? You should be hiding shit in your pants because your parents are getting shot to shit. He's up and about because he heard you, noise. Why are you? Why did you come out? Oh, I heard you guys dying. Are you? What's going on in here? Fucking run! He doesn't run. know they're dying. Go hide. He's an inquisitive child. He's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. He was dodging fucking shotgun blasts. He's a superhero in my mind. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, it doesn't matter. You know what was one of my favorite positive points coming up? I like that it says there's a title card right after this scene. Well, first we go to the hospital and it's like, you know, Mason Storm's dead. And then a guy comes out to talk to the one DE, uh, uh, what, uh, internal affairs, internal affairs guy. Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking of internal affairs guy who, for some reason, is this cop's best friend. And he says, yeah, I'm a cop. What do you got? He goes, what I've got is a live cop. <laughs> so he's going to hush-hush all this shit up. He's going to pretend the kid's dead, pretend Mason's dead. And the next thing you know, title card. And it says, first of all, we've already had one title card that says 1983, right? Oh, my God, This second really? title card says... 1990, and then right underneath it, seven years later. That was just funny to me. <laughs> like, they did the math Like, for they you. felt compelled to put the math on there for us. <laughs> no, really, trust us. Seven years. 
I'm just telling you that... This is the math. The math says... 83 plus 7 is 1990. <laughs> just saying. But so now we meet Kelly LeBrock. She's peeking at his junk underneath the fucking blankets. Dude, she a horny bitch. Yeah. She's like, wake up. Because I want me some of that coma dick. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> That's a fucking album title. Coma dick. <laughs> like, is it is it flaccid or is it awake? Well, <laughs> like, what is coma? I don't know. Like? I I don't I don't know the ins and outs of the of the coma world enough to <laughs> to speak to whether or not uh, coma dicks just randomly get hard. Interesting. If somebody yeah. has information and they have listened to this far into this episode, please let us know. Leave a comment. If you haven't turned it off already. <laughs> oh, and then she says. Uh, She's like, would you like, what did she say? Would she? Would you like a pussy? Would you like some pussy? Would you like to pet a pussy? Oh, yeah, and gives him a cat. And then she brings up the little kitty cat. First of all, what the fuck is a kitty cat doing in, in a fucking hospital? A That's not fucking ward. sanitary. Stupid. <laughs> I thought for a second she was going to take his hand and put it on her vagina. And I was like, oh, girl, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Yes. Fired. Uh, I can't use your coma dick. How about you coma finger me? (laughs) God. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, I don't think that they were far off from reaching that point. Right. It's very easy, by the way, for all these bad guys to figure out that he's at the hospital. Yeah. He's not actually hidden. She calls the... She calls the cop, but he's not a cop anymore. Right. So really, she's just calling Hank. Yeah. And he's a bad right? guy. And he's like, And he's oh, a bad guy. Excellent. Yeah. No, we're we're definitely going to keep that between us. Okay. Could you be weirder, Hank? Jesus Christ. Was that not a red flag for her? Right. She should... She... If she had fucking written down his name, she could have called the fucking newspapers and said, yeah, this guy's a fucking bad cop. Yeah. Movie over. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Roll credits. He'd have flipped on everybody. (laughs) I do have a note here as a grievance and a positive point that Steven Seagal's coma acting is top notch (laughs) and terrible. I think he did the best that he could. Right. The fluttering of the eyes. Why did it seem to go on for a very long time? Because it did. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half minutes is too long. Yeah. Fuck. It was like a full three minutes of him trying to wake up and watching his face contort, which was uncomfortable. And the eyes rolling in the back of the head. Yeah, exactly. I I would have rather you just been like, 
open your eyes like a normal person and me just accept the fact like, okay, that was terrible and unrealistic, but I'm glad we didn't suffer through the whole thing. Yeah. I do have some positive points here, though, during their escape. Well, as I told you, there's elevator shenanigans. Oh, I, I also, titled it commotion in hospital, but I like your shenanigans better. <laughs> Did you notice, by the way, when she came running out of the elevator with him in the gurney and just slammed him into a desk or like into the wall? I called that the gurney bump. <laughs> I was, uh, that was pretty fucking funny. And she's just flinging him down the, the hand, the yeah. ramp. Like she threw him into that wall hard enough and he jolted his <laughs> frail coma body so hard that I imagine like one second after we, the, the director said cut, he looked at his then wife and said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> totally. I was just thinking that she did it, that she probably did on purpose because they'd fought in real life. And she's like, I'm not going to fucking forget this shit. I know what's coming. I know what we're filming next. And then takes it out on him then. That's amazing. I also like that when she finally gets him into the car and Glasses Guy is chasing them, I like that she put the convertible hood up. As they're flying down the street. As they're going down the street, yeah. Fuck. I like that choice. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh. This, uh, I was like, why did anybody do this? This uh, cloth roof will definitely protect us. Definitely better to have it up. Because I have well, great taste in vehicles. I picked a convertible. As we're, as we're going to find out later, uh, so long as Steven Seagal's driving, the, the bullets can't hit you. No. He's bulletproof. Even in a fucking Jeep yep. with no doors. <laughs> and evidently bulletproof-ish windshield. Makes sense. Yeah. Love him. All right, let's take another break, Chew. Wow. And then we'll come back and we're going to finish up. Hard to kill. <laughs> right after this. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing Hard to Kill, the 1990 film directed by Bruce Malmuth. Still hard to say, Chu. <laughs> All right. When last we left, he had just escaped the hospital. And now he's at, well, it's Kelly he's LeBrock's in... friend's house. Yeah. And, and nobody oh, knows she's there. Yeah. Right? Of all places. Yeah, must be fucking nice. 
right? Okay, so this is where we get our workout montage, and he gets back into shape. Yep. You know I what do I... love a montage. This was not my favorite montage. No. There's lots of shit that I have both grievances and positive points for throughout it, though. For instance... Well, this is... Uh, so after after they have the little comedy about his beard, and she goes somewhere, and when she gets back, he's clean-shaven and has his ponytail back. Yeah. Right? And he he gets up. Did you notice that he, like, got up out of his chair with his cane at one point, took one step, and she said, okay, okay, that's enough. Sit down. And he just immediately <laughs> sat down. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> like, uh, like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, don't you, push you it. You proved your point. Fucking sit down. Now, that's just crazy. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. But I love that, like, you know, one of my grievances is that he is two days out of a coma. So for him, his wife and child were just murdered yesterday. Yeah. And he's two days out of a coma and he's flirting with the nurse. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big step. (laughs) Rude. Yeah. After his training montage, he's just straight up fucking that nurse. (laughs) Yep. But they yep, give us the scene afterwards where he, like, looks at his wedding ring and then kind of shakes his head like. Oh, wait. Was he? I thought he was daydreaming. Wait, what? I thought he was daydreaming the sex scene because then it just switched and he was sitting right there looking in the mirror. And I was like, oh, he was daydreaming. Oh, I don't think so. You think they fucked? Oh, yeah. Wow. There is He's nothing in this movie to denote that this director's including his thought process as part of the narrative. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and you know what? To your point, it's not to him. It's not just that his wife just died. He was just fucking his wife. Right. Not just that she died. He was fucking her. She died in the middle of fucking him. Yeah. Or, well, eh, whatever. About to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna say it's fucking. Absolutely. And so, yeah, he literally just went from fucking his wife, and then that's over, and then he's fucking somebody else. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Can't believe it. Right. You're an asshole. Fucking pure Seagal. Jesus. It sets up one of my favorite moments at the end of this movie. I'm not going to give it up yet, though, Chew. So then we have the workout montage. Did you notice, because I think we referenced this in Out for Justice, because they show scenes of Steven Seagal running in this movie. He looks (laughs) like a wounded giraffe. (laughs) His his arms are flailing about a little bit. Like, it's it's fine if you want to relax your upper body. But they're, like, flinging out to the side at imagine, 45 degrees. Right. Imagine it's the hand strange. position of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> where they're just sort of yeah. dangling in front. Yeah. Now T-Rex imagine arms. that running at full speed. 
that's what Steven Seagal looks like when he runs. Yeah, they're too relaxed. They're too relaxed. It's funny T Rex arms. Quick funny story. Um, when I was working at PF Chang's in Irvine, I was hosting, and I would note it. Uh, somebody brought up to my attention uh, this server. He's like, he was mocking me, and so he had he had his arms loose at the wrists and at ninety degrees at the elbows. He's like. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? You've got like T-Rex arms. I'm like, oh my God, have I been walking around like that this whole time? He's like, yeah, you walk around like that a lot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm mortified at myself. That was your Elaine dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elaine dancing equivalent to me walking around the restaurant with T-Rex arms. Like, bitch. Oh, this makes so me I very happy. Quick. I fixed that quick. <laughs> you shouldn't be so judgmental. No. I, however, don't walk around like fucking Mr. Burns, so I feel no ill effects. I don't feel bad about saying he fucking runs weird. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I think what I love the most, too, is so he's all of this is like, I mean, you you listed it as a positive point. I do like that they show that he does have to. Rebuild muscle mass. Rebuild, yeah. yeah. He has to rebuild himself. And so they show him doing that. But I love that his friend, uh, what's that guy's name? O'Malley, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Frederick Coffin, by the way, is that actor's name. Coffin. Wow. That couldn't have been easy to grow up with. No. But he's Lieutenant Kevin O'Malley. I like that guy in this movie, too. I can't say what else he's been in, but but there's two things when he finally sees his old friend again that I find hysterical. One, Lieutenant Kevin O'Malley says, I've listened to that tape a thousand times, trying to find out anything, a little clue, something in the voice, the patterns, uh, the cadence, how they say things. Meanwhile, it's an assemblyman who's now your current state senator, who constantly says, you can take that to the bank. Yep. And he says he couldn't figure out anything. These guys are terrible cops. Terrible cops. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Will you get your shit together, please? (laughs) Ah, shit. The great William Sadler has said on tape, you can take that to the bank. And he's on every commercial as a state senator saying, you can take that to the bank. And these cops are like, hmm, I'm flummoxed. <laughs> I see. I see no clues. God, like, does he not watch TV? Fuck. Fucking great. But when when they're finally together, and do you remember the scene where Steven Seagal explains why they're going to win? Oh, God. It was horrible. What does he say? Do you remember? He says uh, so he says something about like we've got uh, better mental mental yeah. state or like better mentality or something he says, like that. We're gonna win. You want to know why? Because we got a superior attitude and a superior right. state of mind. <laughs> That's right. Fucking so great. What the fuck? Are you blabbering? It was like he was bringing some Aikido mysticism into 
the realm of trying to be less of a coma. <laughs> and then he's like, we're going to get him. Every fucking one of them. And then he just blows all that shit to Yeah, you know, he blows away all the, the potted yard. plants and the fucking wagon wheels. Like, sir, that's not your fucking yard. First and right? first mostly. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Dick. Oh. But unfortunately, because Kelly LeBrock tried to go see her friend, and then she brought all of them back home. Yeah. So we have the big shootout. Yeah. Now, we only see four guys tail her from her friend's house to this fucking ranch. But the ranch, I mean, they're attacked by 30 men. (laughs) Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's so many. There's like 15 guys. Hank gets it. Hank gets it in this scene. Yeah, he does. Hank is dead. But there's just, there are so many questions, Chew. Like at one point, because he, like constantly, constantly in this scene, he has to keep saying, get down. (laughs) And then they shoot over them. Yeah. But at one point, he says, get down, and they get behind, uh, I don't know, some sort of fucking table. Not a table, but like a, I don't know, a centerpiece for a room. It was like glass and, anyway. Stupid. But then he throws a grenade at them, and I was like, where the fuck did he get that grenade? (laughs) What's going on here? There's no rules to these movies. No. There's no rules. When they get in that Jeep, and there are guys shooting that jeep from up above from behind from the left from the right and and on front what were they bullets doing are going on the roof? through the windshield into the roof this jeep has no doors how did they not die what are they even shooting at by running two guys over fuck positive point by the way <laughs> that guy flips in the air just like he was a piece of stone it's fucking amazing. Stupid. And but, then at the end... No, oh, go ahead. go ahead. At the end... The line? Oh, they. she throws in the line. Fucking shit. I forgot <laughs> to lock the door. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You love it. Ugh. Both and then grievance they have this, and positive point. <laughs> they have this random scene where there's this white horse running back into the... Yeah, and it's like you could see that horse's balls. Why was the horse there? What? Makes no sense. I, that was weird. That was a weird edit. Plus, did you notice? Wait, is it that scene? There's a scene where a fucking milkman is leaving a house. Did you notice that? It's when she's being followed from yeah. Martha Coe's house. And then somebody yells, you forgot my buttermilk. You, you forgot my buttermilk. 1990 milkman? What? Why are we? Why is that in there? This edit was so fucking editing. And I, why can't I talk? I've had a stroke. We know this. <laughs> I'm convinced. The editing in this movie is odd, to say well, the least. And by this point, he's like his son's back in town. They've found him, and then he sees his son. But his son's being chased by a bad guy. This is after the hotel nonsense, right? Yeah. So they catch up to our heroes at the hotel. There's a chase. He's got to take care of some business. Then he gets into this one last big fight with a guy, and he murders that man 
right in front of his son. Yep. And then they hug because it's and a movie. And then they hug and he ruffles his hair. But he's got one last piece of business to take care of. Chew. <sighs> The whole movie for me hinges on this last piece of business and one line in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't know. Oh, I did write a couple things down, but I don't think. Involving the pool cue? Oh, yeah. He's like. He's like, oh, you gotta, who's going to cue me up or who's going to pass me a cue or something like that? Right. So there's that. And then he battles a bunch of guys, almost exactly like Out for Justice. But the main yeah. bad guy, who's a good bad guy, by the way, I like that guy. But when he takes that pool cue and jams it into his neck and says the following line, that's for my wife, fuck you and die. And then <laughs> kicks him in the face. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Fuck you and die. It's a good line. That is fucking pure magic. <laughs> That's for my wife. Fuck you and die. Oh, there's no gray area. <laughs> no, he hates you. <laughs> you are not friends. Right. <laughs> it was aggressive. He was being aggressive. Being Be aggressive. aggressive. Be aggressive. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Um... Yeah, he, like, fucks everybody up in this movie, in the the end scene. Also, how did he have time, big grievance, by the way, how did he have time to write a full fucking four-line note on the back of a toilet seat? On the toilet seat. That's my note, too. Huh? I don't get it. What is you doing? He's writing on the walls. He's also assuming that the guy's going to see this in order, in the order he wants. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know he was going to go to the bathroom? Followed by him just hiding behind a pillar and saying, what's it feel like to know you're going to die? <laughs> it was so strange. <laughs> I like that also Shit. that guy, that cop shoots off all his bullets and then he comes up and just fucking slaps him in the face. A bitch slap for a it bitch. It was a bitch slap is what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, so funny. Luckily, the he, cops found out yeah. he's the good guy. Yeah. It's okay. But, we watched But this leads me okay. to my favorite part, Chew. I love that his son, his own son, sees Kelly. They all are hugging each other at the end of this. Kelly LeBrock, yeah. Steven Seagal, and the boy. And the boy looks at her and says, who are you? <laughs> and I desperately wanted her to say, I'm fucking your dad. <laughs> I've been out of he's been out of a coma for two days. I'm your new mom. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I big grievance for me was that at the end they're hugging and she says, I love you. Yes, that's my last note. Huh? No, you don't. What is he talking about? How could you possibly? What? You don't know each other. Like, at all. You don't. You've just been sneaking peeks at his dick and grew him a beard for seven years. That's the extent <laughs> of what you know about this man. 
What's that movie with Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman? He's in a coma? While you were sleeping. Right? He's not in the coma, but while you were sleeping. Oh. It's like that. It's a great movie. Love that movie. I, I haven't seen it. Surprise. Fucking what a surprise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah. Hated it. Made no fucking sense. Oh, uh, the ending scene where they're replaying like footage of William Sadler. Right. And then it ends. Like Fun. I kind of see what they kind of see what they were what they were trying to do there to make it like dramatic. Was not dramatic for you. No. Nope. All right, you. Do you have anything left? For hard to kill. Anything you got to get off your mind? Uh, no. I've got one. We talked about it off air. I like that guy who gives him the massage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, <laughs> I that like that. I like that Steven so Seagal says, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, he says, okay, man, don't worry about it. We're going to just go down the hall, get you a massage. <laughs> it's like just... Just trying to do his job. Poor guy gets shot. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking great. He didn't great. look like he was very good at massages, though. Mm-hmm. When he was massaging. Oh, what about this? Steven. Did you notice? It seemed like they were trying, because there's a lot of, like, action one-liners in this movie. Oh, God. Yeah. But so many of them were the same line, like, at least three or four times. He says, oh, I know what you're thinking. It's not fair because I have this, right? And he's always like pointing at his own gun. He's like, I'll put it away. Come on, let's go. Get some. That kind of shit. It's like he's trying to do a Dirty Harry thing. Yeah, he does that in the liquor store and then he does it again at the house. At the end, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've come full circle. Steven, shut the fuck up. But he also has weird. he also has this line because at one point he does finally put it together that it's the senator, and he says, uh, "I'll be taking you to the bank, Senator. What's your name? To the blood bank." <laughs> Fucking great! One of the biggest grievances of the movie. And positive point. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. To the blood bank. To the blood what? bank. Is this where this are these the movies where those cheesy lines started? They must have originated oh, no. somewhere. Oh god no. Well like where I need I need to know the history behind that. Cuz fuck. Well, I guess I mean that's a good question cuz I think of Schwarzenegger when I think of those bad lines. Yeah. But but Steven Seagal really does nail the Ugh. shitty, cheesy line. Delightful. Such conviction in his bad acting. There really is. <laughs> like, so much so where he, I believe that he believes he is kicking ass. He yes, is just right. like the coolest, most hip and slick motherfucker out there. This movie takes its way, itself way too seriously. And sometimes we watch movies where I'm like, this movie is self-aware. It is very aware of what it is and what it isn't. This is not one of those movies. 
Right. It has a blindfold on. I was like, no, I'm fucking cool. No. no. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were saying that this movie was aware. Oh, no. No, yeah. Blinders. I was I was gonna I was gonna rail against that. <laughs> this movie thinks it's, it's way too serious. Yeah. Pure magic action. <laughs> but it is not. No. All right, Chu, what's your drinking game for this uh hard to kill nonsense? I might have done a similar drinking game to this, and it may have been the last Steven Sogal movie we did, but it applies to this too. Uh-huh. Um hold on, I have to burp. <laughs> You can keep that in if you want. I won't be offended. I absolutely will. <laughs> um, anytime there's just a ridiculous one-liner or maybe like a two-liner, like the blood bank one. That's right. fucking bananas. Um, the now you're the good cop line. Like what the fuck are you even talking about? Um, the pussy line. Weird. I don't need that. <laughs> um. Well, those are the only ones I can see on my notes right right now. But there's several to where you could probably have between seven and ten shots for the movie. That's, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot. Hmm. So I'm going with that. See, the problem is that that's what I was thinking. You <laughs> <laughs> should have gone first. God damn it. <laughs> well, now what do I do? I got to think up one on the spot. Let me think. Uh, okay. Hold. Uh, the drinking game for hard to kill. Anytime he clearly should have been dead. But they just can't kill him because he's hard to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the title. (laughs) Right. He's only hard to kill because they keep missing. Except at the beginning. But by the way, at yeah. the beginning, I mean, they shoot him at least three times from point-blank range with shotguns. And he still has enough energy to fucking karate kick him. I don't yeah. understand. And break arms. He breaks that one guy's arm twice. I mean, could that be one? Anytime he breaks an arm or a, a Ooh, finger maybe that's or anything it. in the upper body. Because he does that. I mean, oh, that's kind of self-contained to the middle of the movie. Yeah. But he gets it. Well, he'll he do breaks it at a the foot end in the too. liquor store. Yeah. So any outer limbs? Oh, I like it. Yeah. I'm going to steal your idea from my idea. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> you stole my first idea. <laughs> I did not. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you everything I was going to do, and then you just took it. No. Okay. Every time he breaks a limb or yeah. breaks a bone. Right. Not his own, others. <laughs> and necks don't count. Why not? Eh, they don't count. It's a, it's a gimme. That guy has his neck broken. Drink on the neck. <laughs> In Chinatown. That Album title, Drink on the Neck. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. We've done it. Nice job. <laughs> Agreed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so you know, because Lady Chu, A, we're doing six movies, Chu, since our last teachable moment. Yeah. Because we had to do two Seagals. Yeah. Which you said you would never do. 
So as a reward, we have two teachable moments for Lady Chu coming up. Thank you. This will You're be You're nice. welcome. Yeah. Should we tell them? Yeah. All right. We already talked about one on air because when we watched Wild Wild West, I was very upset at the, the waste of talent of Kevin Klein. Yeah. So we're going to have you watch his Oscar-winning performance in A Fish Called Wanda. Awesome. And then I believe off-air, you let it slip that you had not seen a certain Keanu Reeves movie, which I could not believe. This is true. What are we watching? Point Break. What the fuck? Yeah. She hasn't seen Point Break. Yeah. I th- I'm, I th- I'm excited for both of these. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. They're also vastly different, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, they're night and day. How would you know? You haven't seen either one of them because you're a jackass. I just know. I know a tiny <laughs> bit about some things. All right, enough to fine. just make it sound like I know. All right, then. That's what's coming up, ladies and gentlemen, for Lady Chu of Tuity Fitness, Chance of the How Dare You Awards. Look out for our next episodes coming at you. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. Good day. That was aggressive. Good day. Good yeah, but it day. wasn't filled with bile and resentment and anger like it usually is so should i go with bile and resentment no it's fine okay bye (laughs) i'm glad you got it covered at the end there (laughs) i'll say good day to you madam see ya jesus fucking christ (laughs) just i can't stop (laughs) okay bye stay tuned everybody or take care everybody You'll be hearing from us next time. I'm going to take that over. Take care, everyone. (laughs) You stupid. You messed up. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I just like it when you mess up. I'm No. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the messer upper. You're the messer upper. Okay. God damn it. God. How old am I? Okay. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>